Good morning, this is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Today I'm, I'm so pleased and honored to have Ms. Lois Schaefer, author of The Unthinkable, as our in-studio guest today. Today's topic is of a very serious and graphic nature, and I think it's a very important topic that we want to make sure that we explore deeply. Lois, welcome to the program. And thank you for making time to share with us this very, very endearing story, very tragic story, but also a story of a new mission that you have in regards to your book, The Unthinkable. Thank you. I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to speak here today, as you say, about an issue that's very, very important. And um, it's important to uh, all of us, all of our society, We've seen uh, gun violence escalate um, since the uh, almost five years when our daughter was murdered. And this is a very, a very tragic story. Your, your, your daughter, Susie, 48 years old, a mother of three. Tell us, how did this happen? Um, she was uh, working. She had, within the year before had opened up a, a studio, a gyrotonic studio. She was a, um, a very involved in fitness and nutrition. And uh, she was just uh, coming home. She had um, just done her shopping, her food shopping, came in her house with her, with all of the bags and um, walked into her house and there were two 17-year-old teenagers who were uh, rummaging, rampaging through her house, or should I say ravaging her house. They were, um, they had broken into her house and uh, one of them had a gun. And when they saw her, uh, as quick as she was, uh, she couldn't. She couldn't escape. And um, it was, it was all over. And it was just. We received a phone call. She lived in St. Louis. Received a phone call from um, her significant other. She was divorced. And uh, he had told us that there was a tragic thing that happened, and that's and that's what happened. And then from there, the book Unthinkable. How did this all come about? First of all, I've always liked to write, and I had this book evolved. At first, I was thinking about doing a vigil, a rally. My assemblywoman is Michelle Schimmel. She, one of her major issues is on reduction of gun violence. She had um, written a bill in 2008 with uh, um, Eric Schneiderman, who was then the senator, 
and is now the New York Attorney General uh, on micro-stamping. And I can talk about micro-stamping you know, af afterwards, but I had spoken to Michelle. I had to do something in her honor, in my daughter's honor, tribute to her, to um, to put a face on gun violence. You, you hear about numbers and it doesn't mean anything. All right. So Assemblywoman Schimmel and I decided that would be a lot of work and vigil, rally, that would happen, and nothing from there. Then what I thought that I would like to do was write a documentary. And that's what I did. And a good friend who is the friend of, uh, of a, uh, um, who is the father of a filmmaker in um, California, um, my friend had said, give it to her if she was going to send it to California. See what, you know, she could do. Which is what I, what I did. I wrote what I thought would be a script for a documentary. And several weeks later, I get a call from this gentleman from California. I'm sorry for your loss. I'll see what I can do, but I, I think you should write a book. That was June 2009, six months after Susie died. So that's how the book evolved. And I believe that a book has more of an impact. I don't want to take anything away from documentaries, which, which are, which you know, can can deliver a message. But it is something that people can have in their hands and look at and and see. So that's how the book evolved. And the title, unthinkable. You know, as soon as I I, I read the um, the overview of of the book, I was like, yeah, it's, as a parent, it's unthinkable that you think you're going to lose your child. As they say, no parent should have to bury a child. Interesting that you ask me that. When I first started writing, I called it Sudden Impact. All right. I then looked, Googled Sudden Impact. Now you can duplicate titles, but there was too much du duplication. Then I, I titled it Total Impact. Same story, I thought too much. But then it became Violent Encounter. By that time, I had an editor, wonderful editor, Judy Cohen. And she was editing my book. And one day she said, you know, Lois, 
I think you should think about another another title that is more human that that really grabs you fine you think I'll think and I said Judy what about unthinkable and she said the unthinkable and so that's how that's how it happened now let me just also tell you something else it was the unthinkable a mother's mission to ban illegal guns went to Barnes and Noble and there were different genres drama comedy plays and by that time I had my publisher Brown Publishing which they've been wonderful uh, Brown, Brown Publishing I looked and I thought that it should be in um, it, that it This is a particular category that, that you were wanting it to, to be in. True crime. True crime, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I saw this famous book, Dominic Dunn, who was a famous author. He wrote this book, Justice, about his daughter who was, who was murdered. And I thought, that's it. True crime, that genre, and for a long time, that's what that's what it was. One day, I got a phone call from my editor at Brown. You need to think about something else. She had reread the book just before it was. It was just in its final editing. She was crying. And why was she crying? Because it hit. It hit home. It hit home. Yeah. Yes. What is it that you want the reader to come away with? If, if, if there's one thing you want them to feel or do, what would that be? I want people to look, to read the book, and to come away with, hey, this could be me. In it, Alvin, who is her, my, was my daughter's significant other, says, never in a million years did he ever think that anything like this could ever happen to him. He would have won the lottery but you always think it happens to the other guy. Now I'm the other guy. And I want people to relate to it that this could be them. And if we could form a consortium 
of, 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 of people to counteract the insanity that's going on and, and the power of the NRA. Now, the NRA has, as we all know, have changed their positions quite a bit over the years. And, um, and now they just seem to be into the land of the absurd in regards to rationalizing why folks should not be required to um, apply to have a, a, to purchase a gun, you know. And, and I think that when we look at the fact that in order to drive a car, you have to have a driver's license. And no one is talking, it's not talking about taking away anyone's rights, but it's just a matter of how do we make sure that the folks who are being allowed to purchase these guns are of a sane mind and a good citizen. Um, one of the things that I have spoken about, when you mention the word compromise to a staunch NRA person, that's a dirty word. I term it, as you say, precautions. When you, when uh, you can text and drive a car, but you can't do it at the same at the same time. When you go to a doctor, if you need if you need surgery for safety precautions, you there are tests that are performed for your own safety. And as you say, you get a, you can get a ticket if you don't have a seatbelt on. That's a safety precaution. So I term it not compromise safety precautions. And that that to me is what is important? What is important? Um, the, the the staunch NRA people believe everybody should have a gun, and therefore no deaths would occur. I mean that's insane. Uh, um, the law that is now being brought before Governor Deal in Georgia. Guns are now going to be permitted in schools, in, in, um, uh, in, in churches and synagogues, and get this, in bars but only if you're not going to drink. I mean, you tell me. I mean, this is absurd. Another thing is in Florida. In Florida, if you reasonably, and that's the reasonable is, is the key word, believe that somebody is that your life is going to be in danger, that force, justifiable force, gun, 
are, are allowed. Yet, if you fire a warning shot, you could be thrown in, jail for, thrown in jail for aggravated assault for up to 20 years. Tell me, is where, that... Where is the logic in that? Where is the logic? I mean, killing, killing is okay, you know, but, but warning is not? It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, just it recently, as you know, in Florida, uh, a man killed a, a young black man um, that he approached because he, he was playing his music too loud. And I'm, I'm curious to hear how that, that case turns out. But someone can just walk up to someone and, and just shoot them. I mean, it's, you know, it's, this is where I, I think that uh, our federal government has got to get involved because the states obviously um, don't have it right in, That's, in, that, in, that, in that regard. That's what I've been trying to do. On the one hand, we're talking about humans. Yes. But it is also a legislative political issue mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be it, that's it shouldn't be. But it but it is. Have you had the opportunity to speak to other mothers or fathers who have lost children due to gun, gun yes. violence? And, and have you guys considered to, I said, build a consortium of, of a new organization or build or latch on to existing organizations? One of the things that I want to do is latch, latch on to Moms Demand Action. They have, um, um, they have just partnered not just, they've partnered with uh, Mayors Against Illegal Guns. But the moms, that is where, where it's at. And I would like very much to have more of a connection with, with them. Mm -hmm. Not only for my book, my book is, I believe, the vehicle to get the message out there. And yes, sure, I would like to sell it, but I want to get, I want to get the message you out. You want to honor your daughter. You want to honor what, Susie? I want to honor her, mm -hmm. and I also want to prevent others mm -hmm. as well. Um, I was invited to speak in January 2013, uh, right after the, no, it was January 2000, January 2013, right after the Newtown Massacre, Hartford, Connecticut, to make a statement. I went. And you got your name on a, on a list. I think I was number 1,200 or something like that. There were over a thousand gun advocates there. Now, while my statement is in, you know, in their data, I never got a chance to speak 
it's there. But while I was there, I had a chance to speak to to a couple of those mothers, those parents. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Miss Lois Schaefer, the author of The Unthinkable, Life, Loss, and a Mother's Mission to Ban Illegal Guns. Unfortunately, uh, she lost her daughter Susie in a tragic uh, uh, shooting in, in Susie's home when she came upon two uh, teenagers that were in her home, uh, ravaging through her home, and they had an illegal gun and they killed her. And uh, Ms. Schaefer is here to share her story and her quest in regards to not only the education of anti-gun legislation, but also to talk about how she has overcome this tragedy. And how have you overcome this tragedy personally? I mean, to lose a daughter, it's, it's tough. Uh, it, it, it is. It's, un, it's unthinkable. But in doing this, what I wanted to do is raise people's consciousness from I have, because of this, I have connected with some wonderful, caring people who under, who who get it, who under, who understand. And this is a process. The process was to think about the book, to get it written, to get it published, and now to get it now to get it out. And the more you talk to people, it is, it is both humbling and energizing to talk to people. And little by little, I believe somehow we're going, we're going to change it. It's going to, is it going to change is it going to change entirely? No, we're all we're always going to have guns, but it is a matter of some movement to be done for change. Universal background check. I mean, what's so terrible about that? I had mentioned micro stamping. Yes, let's talk about micro stamping. I'm not familiar with that term. All it is, very simple, inside the pin of a gun, there is a marking, it's a laser marking. Very often, what happens is that in a crime, a gun is never found, but shells are. So it's a, it's a DNA. It's a matter of finding, of tracing the gun. I spoke at one of the lobby days in, in Albany, and there was this, um, there was a sister and a mother who was there, the, the, the brother and the son. Young man, a customs officer at, um, at JFK, was coming home one night. They found 25 shells. They never found the gun. They do not know 
what happened, who it was, no matter of, of tracing it. it. It, I mean, these are things that are are manageable that we can start dealing with. For example, I was talking to Carolyn McCarthy, and what she said to me, there are this bill and that bill and the other and the other bill, and what she keeps saying is focus on one thing. Let's get one thing done. Universal background check. And that, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. It's just something that can, that, that we can, that we can do. And if only, well, is it the NRA? Uh, is it the government and the people together to get something done like this? not only for me, but for others, and to prevent others or, and or to have some rationale. You know, my daughter, uh, Bailey, is, uh, she'll be 17 this year, and she's adopted, and when we were going through the home study process for the adoption, uh, we had to get cleared by the chief of police and make sure that we were of sane mind and they fingerprinted us and, and everything. And we were very comfortable to do that. Um, and so the information in the process is there. It's just a matter of us having the legislators with the backbone to do it. I agree. And quite frankly, if we were to implement uh, universal background checks, I don't think it will change uh, one thing for the um, NRA, I think it will probably increase their sales, if anything. Nothing is perfect. Right. Right. But if you see something that's positive, right. That's that's right. That's happening. Mm -hmm. Are we going to change it entirely? I don't think so. Right. Unfortunately. This has turned out to be a violent country. Too violent. Too violent. Um, we have a couple minutes left, and I'd like for you to share with our audience uh, any upcoming events that you'll be speaking at, and where, of course, they can they can get your book. First of all, you can get my book on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, BarnesandNoble.com. And um, I've had some really wonderful experiences. I've already spoken at a Barnes & Noble on the Upper East Side. And for my worldwide global audience, that's Upper East Side, New York. Then there was another one locally uh, in Port Washington, Long yes. Island. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was another one in Manhasset, Long mm -hmm. Island. Mm -hmm. I have been to, I was invited to speak in Rye, New York, mm -hmm. 
senior, retired senior group. And I've been so well received. It, but I'm speaking. I'm talking to the. I'm talking to the choir. But right, you're preaching to the choir, right? Right. <laughs> but, but the choir has votes, though. But the, <laughs> yes, correct. Yes. But it's to get the message out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my next um, book signing. Uh, my next books signing is. I believe it's this Thursday. In, in Brooklyn. Right. In Unfortunately, this will air after your event, so I apologize for that. And then in May, mm-hmm. I belong to a synagogue okay. in, um, in, in Great Neck. Okay. And I'm going to be having a reading, a book signing, a, a presentation there. That's, that's great. Well... Uh, Lois, believe it or not, we are out of time. The time just flies by. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Miss Lois Schaefer, author of The Unthinkable, as our in-studio guest. Lois, I want to thank you for coming on the program and, and sharing this very, very tragic story, but also a story of triumph as you work towards to enable better gun legislation in this country. Thank you. You're very thank welcome. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this weekend's show. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM, Seton Hall University. Remember, you can catch our show on iTunes U under Seton Hall University. Just look for Leadership. This is Darrell Gunter. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.